Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, subscribe to that Ina Esco YouTube channel and check it out. Uh, I'm on StreamYard as well. I just downloaded the software, and I am trying to give you some Esco's Pop Talk, baby. So you got to check that out on the YouTube channel as well. I want to send a huge shout-out to Spotlight Productions. Also, big shout-out to my girl Ari the genius super producer and check it out we're gonna get right into it because I got one of my good friends on the pod with me today he is a financial advisor he is a tech entrepreneur he's the chairman over there with the 100 black men of Memphis member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. I'm talking about Mr. Nate Ali. What's up, Nate? What's going on, Ina? How you doing? Good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. Yes, and one thing I didn't mention is you're a fresh dad of a second baby. Yes. How is yes. that going? It's going. You know, it's um, been a few sleepless nights over I the know. last couple of weeks. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's definitely a blessing. You know, I enjoy being a girl dad. Um, so it's, yeah, a lot of growth, uh, a lot of development over the last few years. Um, but, uh, I'm very pleased with the journey. Yes. And one thing about it, the girls love their dad, They do, you know, daddy's girls, um, they're going to depend on you for a lot over the years and they going to kind of give it to you too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're a girl that, dad. That's, that's what I heard, but hopefully they take care <laughs> of me when I'm old. So. All right. Nice. So let's start at the beginning. Where are you originally from? I'm from Memphis, so a product of the Whitehaven community. Whitehaven. Yes. Wow. So tell me about growing up in Whitehaven. Well, uh, growing up in Whitehaven, I, I loved it. You know, um, I talk to people all the time about, uh, you know, growing up in Whitehaven, you really didn't have to venture far away from the Haven in order to get what you needed. You know, I rarely ever uh, went outside of that area unless it was for sports, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all the restaurants that you needed were in the mm -hmm. area at that time. Uh, you know, hanging out. We went to Lollipops Skate Rink a lot, which is actually in South Haven, but it's right up the street. I'm about to say, I never heard of Lollipops Skate yeah, Rink. Yeah, it's actually in South Haven, but okay. we used to it's go. still there? Actually, something's still there. It's I don't called know if it's, something it's, else. It's probably. probably called something okay. else. But uh, yeah, we used to go every weekend and hang out and kick it. Um, so yeah, we you know everything was there, like your 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 doctor's offices, your dentist. Everything was in the area at that time. So um, I enjoyed being from Whitehaven. Um, a lot of uh, Black middle class families were in Whitehaven, so uh, it was a great place to grow up. Um, yeah, my parents still live there, so they Whitehaven, still in the same house and everything. Same house and everything, yeah. so uh, Whitehaven is very near and dear to my heart. And it's a close knit community still to this day. Absolutely, you know, there's a lot of history in Whitehaven. Um, Whitehaven High School. Whitehaven High School, class of 2007. 2007. So tell me, what was Nate involved in over there at Whitehaven High School? Uh, so in, at Whitehaven, I was, you know, I was involved in a number of things, but my biggest commitment was with sports and basketball. I was I was a basketball player in high school. So you hooping? I did. Well, I, I used to be. I used to be. <laughs> I can I can count on my hand how many times I okay. hooped over the last few years. But okay. But yeah, back in the day, I was very very serious about. Oh my god. Shooting guard. Shooting guard. Yeah. Okay. W was Whitehaven good back then? We were okay. We weren't. Okay. We weren't, we weren't great. Telling the truth. You know, I'm, I'm gonna keep it like it is. You know, we, <laughs> now now these days they 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 got a very good program. I heard. Uh, but back then we were, you know, we were we were getting it together back then. Okay, getting it together. So tell me about. You mentioned your parents. Are you an only child, or do you have siblings? I'm not an only child. I've got two younger brothers. Two younger brothers. How old are they now? Ooh, they are. 31 and 20, 
eight. Okay. Um, are you guys still close? Very close. We talk okay. every day. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Three boys, and you got two girls. Two girls. Look how that happened. And my my brother has a has a daughter as well. So really, yeah. So they no got, boys. So they got their. My parents got their three girls back. Isn't it something? <laughs> that is amazing. So tell me about what happened after you graduated from Whitehaven High School. So yeah, after I graduated from Whitehaven, I went to Rhodes College. Mm-hmm. Um, Why Rhodes? Well, because Rhodes is a pretty prestigious school, um, and it's, you know, it's local, it's home. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I thought about the idea of leaving Memphis to go to school. Um, it even did for a short term, for a short time. But right after school, right out of high school, I went to Rhodes College, great school, uh, small, close-knit campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was I was playing basketball at Rhodes as well. Okay. So, so how was the team over there at Rhodes? Uh, we, were pre- we were pretty decent. We were pretty decent over there at Rhodes. Um, you know, I, I had the pleasure of, of playing there for three three and a half years, um, so yeah, they they've got a they had a pretty good decent program over there, and uh, you know it's playing sports in college is like a, it's like a job. You it know, it's, it's hard to keep up with that and the um, the academic challenges that Rhodes uh, poised as well. Yeah, so they have a very strong curriculum over there, Rhodes. Yes, yes. So any wow. athlete can attest to that. It's uh, it's tough uh, juggling both when you're at a school like Rhodes. What did you major in? Uh, I majored in uh, business administration. Okay, okay, okay. And you know what's interesting? Uh, when I attended Lamorno in college, we were often at Rhodes, and it was more so we were there because we were a tight family as far as the Greek community. Mm-hmm. So my sorors, you know, we would go over there to their events, both small schools. Um, I know you pledge Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity. Why Kappa? Why else? What, what, else? Oh! what, what other options are there? <laughs> so you already knew that. It, uh, it, there was no legacy involved, no, no legacy one in involved. your family. Mm-mm. No, I was the first and st- I'm only the only Right now, the only. What about no. them brothers? No, they 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 chose not to. Okay. You know, it's it's you know the fraternity life not for everybody. That's you true. Know, it, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. Um, but it was for me, and um, you know, I had the pleasure of being introduced to the fraternity early on in my college career. Um, so I really didn't see another way, and it's been one of the best decisions I've made. Um, you know, when you talk about the network and you know the people that you build these relationships and these bonds with over time. That's true. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah, and we kind of talked about it before we started the pod. There were just three of you guys online. I bet you guys are still close to this day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are those are my brothers from, from different mothers. So mm-hmm. uh, I love them with all my heart. And, uh, yeah, we, we are all, all three of us are very close still to yeah. this day. Did you know Willie Boyd? So I I met Willie a couple times. Uh, didn't know him that well personally, um, but I actually saw him that 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 day uh, at McHale's golf tournament. At the golf tournament, yeah. everyone saw Willie Boyd that the day he died. Yeah. I want to say rest in peace to Willie Boyd. He Absolutely. is a noob um, that pledged at Lamorno and College back in the day. Very active on campus when I attended Lamorno and College and. Um, you know, we just had a homecoming, and it was uh, it kicked off the weekend that Mikael Lowry, Commissioner Mikael Lowry, did his golf tournament, and he was present. And I saw, you know, pictures on social media with all the noobs. Uh, Willie used to set it off with a chance, you know, yes. and he was very he, – he's an amazing orator, you know. He's just definitely going to be missed, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I, oh, Lord, I just uh, – why did I bring that up? Rest in peace, Willie Boyd. So peace. let's get into your career, Nate. Um, you are a financial advisor, a tech entrepreneur. Um, let's start with the financial advising because 
as you can tell, and as you know, the markets are very different right now. Um, a lot of us are feeling like we're in a recession, but they're not announcing a recession. What are you seeing um, in this field of work as a financial advisor? Um, what are your clients mostly worried about right now? Let's start there. Well, my clients are most worried about, it's just a lot of uncertainty around the markets. It when is. it's, it's going to bounce back is their, is their primary concern, and unfortunately nobody has the answer to that. Um, so, you know, when I'm having conversations every day with my clients, that's the topic that comes up the most is when are things going to get better? And, uh, you know, that's, that's a question I don't have the answer for. How do, I, I was about to ask, how do you answer that? Because they depend on you for that advice. You know, if there was another time in a period where we weren't going through so much uncertainty, would you be able to answer that question or have a better outlook? Or it's just different times now? It's just different times now. Uh, you know, these are... These are, you know, it's it's something that we haven't seen in a very, very long time, far before my time. Since um, when? Uh, well, so I would say. Depression? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like the, the it's, it's, it's been rough. It's been, it's been that rough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so what I, the approach that I like to take is I, I value honor and integrity, you know, in, in whatever I'm doing. So I just try to be as honest as possible. Um, I tell them the same thing I'm telling you uh, is, is, you know, um, I don't have the answer to that question. I don't know when yeah. the market is going to bounce back. Um, yeah. But uh, there are certain things that you can do to kind of mitigate your losses right now, um, and that's something that I really can't touch on. Uh, but but that's the that's the conversation that I have with my clients right now. So as a financial advisor, what are your specific duties to your client? So uh, number one is to keep their uh, best interest uh, as a priority. And you deal with big bank clients. Yes. Like, yeah, well, yeah, high net, high net worth clients, but I have I have clients that that you know cover the entire wealth spectrum. So, um, you know, high net worth clients, clients that are you know building up their 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 assets and you know uh, building families. So I, I've got clients that kind of fit all kinds of walks of life. Mm-hmm. And we spoke at the Freedom Awards, and we kind of talked about this for a minute. Some of your clients are influencers. You're seeing a lot of social media influencers. Yeah, so uh, we're. I think we're in a we're in a time right now where you know uh, us as as a people, um, we have a lot of different uh, ways to to build wealth now. Um, you know, with the internet and social media, um, we're seeing a wave of of people that they call influencers um, doing very well for themselves, and I love to see that. Um, so, you know, I've tried to. Uh, make a habit of, of or build a practice around these uh, emerging industries that we're seeing so much success in. Yeah, hopefully I'll be one of your clients one day in that in that spectrum, honey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but look, trying to get these people to hit subscribe, trying to get these people to view, it, it's it's work. It's consistency. It, oh, I can imagine. Oh, yes. <laughs> but hey, you got to keep at it. Um, let's get into your role as a nonprofit leader. Tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, I serve as the president and chairman of the board for the 100 Black Men of Memphis, uh, and it is a role that I take very seriously, and I'm very honored and, and humbled that um, that my members um, appointed and elected me for this position. How long have you been seat? in that role? A year now. Okay. Yeah. And, and what is the premise behind 100 Black Men of Memphis? So uh, our, our goal is to really um, enhance the educational and economic opportunities for African-Americans in the communities that we serve. So that being the greater Memphis area. So um, we have 
different programs and events and activities centered around education, mentoring, um, economic empowerment, and health and wellness. So those are our main areas. Um, so a lot of the programs that we have uh, tie back to the youth, um, but we try to put in things that help uh, people of all uh, ages, as long you know, the primary the black and African American community. But uh, yeah, that's that's our overall mission. Yeah, and you guys are reaching back to the youth. Um, I know, especially our young black men yes. um, here in Memphis. What are you seeing as a need for our young black men right now in Memphis? So what I see is uh, a, a huge need for mentors. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think around 75 or 77 percent of black households in, in our city are single parent households mm-hmm. held, held, headed by women. Um, so there's a lack of male influence in these young people's lives. Uh, so, you know, the need for strong mentoring, present mentors uh, in these young males life, it's, it's paramount right now. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest need that I see, um, is, is with mentoring and effective mentoring, right? So all mentoring is not made equal. Um, you know, it's, it's more than just showing up and having a conversation with people, uh, with young people. It's, it's also about having an agenda, right? Mm -hmm. Because, uh, Nowadays, these kids can see right through you. You know, mm. if you feel like if they feel like, you know, you're being made to forced to be there with them. You uh, something right they, there. Can, they can see right through that. Right. And they're not going to uh, resonate with that. They're not going to be drawn to that. So um, I think that the need for genuine mentoring is is probably the biggest that I see right now. I'm glad you said that because this generation right now, um, I have a son that's 17, high school senior. Baby, if 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 they didn't see it online, it didn't happen. Right. Like <laughs> they're glued to the phones um, to get their attention. You have to talk about something that they are interested in. Right. So I know that role as a mentor can be challenging. Yes. Wow. Interesting. Okay, so let's talk about your tech business right about. Tell me about it. Yeah, so that's uh that's a it's a it's a endeavor that I'm very, very excited and proud about. Um right about is a we are a web based software platform uh, that is designed to help strengthen uh, students uh, literacy and communication skills through effective writing. Um so that's that's the overall goal and you know what we have is We've got a library of, of writing prompts and assignments that teachers can can leverage uh, to help um, drive and improve a student's communication skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's a it's a great program, a great platform. We are you know, we've got over 30,000 users um, and we've got users in all 50 states. Um, wow. So, yeah. So, you know, my goal is to, you know, over the next five years by, you know, 2028, I would love to have influence or positively impacted the educational experience for a million students worldwide. What made you want to get into the tech business? Well, uh, tech is, you know, it's the way of the future. It's mm-hmm. the way of the future. And I think that, you know, education specifically is is in a very um, transformative era right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, you know, with the impacts of COVID, a lot of students are very, very behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to writing specifically, a lot of schools and teachers don't focus on writing anymore. Uh, and part of that is because, you know, it's not um, it's not a, a big part of the standardized test. But a lot of it is just too cumbersome, unfortunately. They don't have the time to, you know, read through all the papers and, mm-hmm. and, and really put forth the effort that it takes to improve or strengthen students' writing skills. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, um, that causes a domino effect because writing is a pillar of communication. Are you it's a great a, writer? 
I think so. I think I'm a decent, a very decent writer. I think okay. I'm very adept at writing. Um, but, you know, it's a pillar of communication. And if you can't effectively write, then, you know, your communication skills overall are going to, to see the results of that. Uh, yeah. So I think, and it affects every subject that a student takes as well. They write in every subject, even math. Mm-hmm. So um, writing is, 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 is a big deal. And uh, so we're trying to make it easier for teachers to, um, to effectively teach writing and incorporate more writing into their curriculum. So this is an app that mainly teachers use. So, yes. So uh, if, yeah, in terms of our, our target audience, it is teachers, teachers and school administrators. Um, but the end user is the student. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You write about that because, you know, they don't, from a writing standpoint, let's just say uh, writing effectively, even writing in cursive. I know they don't even, that's out, that's the out. curriculum, right. right? So I got my eight-year-old telling me, Mom, are they going to teach me how to sign my name? I said, no, I'm going to teach you how to <laughs> sign your name. But um, I think that's a very interesting app. Uh, when did you start it? So I actually acquired the company uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Um, you know, it was a situation where, you know, it, the stars just aligned and the opportunity presented itself. And, and I saw, you know, I saw um, an industry that was poised for a change mm-hmm. and uh, I, I jumped on it. Um, so, you know, since then, it's, it's been, you know, it's been quite the process, the learning process, because mm-hmm. I was new to the tech industry. I, I, you know, I didn't have a technical background. I'm what they call a, non, a non-technical um, SaaS owner. Okay. So, uh, you know, I don't have the technical skills. I don't code. I don't, you know, I'm not a developer. Okay. Um, so, you know, that it, it's a, it's been a huge learning curve over the last year and a half. Um, but it's been a journey that I've appreciated because I've learned so much. And, you know, I, knowing that we're building something that's going to impact, positively impact so many students, um, that's really what keeps me going with this. Did someone like call you up? Hey, Nate, I got a good business you need to invest in. Is that how they, how you learned about it to acquire the company? Actually, no. I was looking for, I've been in the market for something to buy, for a company, to, for a business to buy um, for a while. And, you know, I never, I just never saw anything that sang to me really until I came across right about. Um, so it, that's, it's really what it was. Um, you know, just looking around, looking around, not really seeing anything that I was interested in. Um, until I came across this opportunity, and it, it just so happened to, you know, to uh, to speak with the the, um, the original founder, and uh, you know, he had a lot of things going and was looking to offload some of it. So I was able to take right about off his hands. Yeah, um, you know, oftentimes like entrepreneurs, they acquire business uh, to sell businesses. Mm-hmm. Is that where your mind is, or you want to, you know, stay invested in this right about for a while, see where it goes? Well, you know, hey. For the right price, everything's for sale for the right price. But um, so I, I think eventually, you know, we will look towards an exit. Um, but right now, that's not, you know, that's that's not really something that I'm focused on right now. I'm focused on uh, being able to uh, improve the the experience, the the you know the uh, the experience the students are having with the platform, making sure that it's something that um, teachers can really um, get behind and they're getting results from the platform uh, because I know if I do that, then everything else will follow. Um, and eventually, you know, maybe, you know, down the line a little bit. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll look yeah, at the next. I know how they go. Um, and it sounds like you have to have, have a very strong team being that you are not a technical person. Absolutely. Absolutely. The team is, the team is everything. Okay. Um, especially like it's to your point where if you're not a technical person, if you're not the one actually building out the product, um, then you have to make sure that you have the right people around you. Uh, and that has been a challenge as well. 
Um, so, you know, from a cost standpoint, from just understanding what everything is, go- whatever, what, what, what's going on, that's been a challenge too, because I, I didn't really speak the, the technical language mm-hmm. coming into this thing. So uh, it took a lot of learning um, and um, a lot of, a lot of dr- failures too, to be honest. Yeah. Hey, that's how you learn. Yeah. You know, and even just speaking about the tech industry, um, I saw that Elon Musk uh, just acquired Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 40 million or billion? I think it was billion. Billion. And I saw Diddy invested 10 billion or million of that as well. So he's involved in that whole uh, acquisition with Twitter. And immediately, as soon as he acquired it, there's a big layoff announced. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that happens in business at times, especially in this, you know, whole tech platform. So, you know, it's a very interesting industry. It is. It is. And um, like I said, I never really uh, thought I would find myself in the um, in the software business. Um, but uh, it, it's something that has tremendous upside. And you know, what I love about software is that you know, if there's something that you're trying to accomplish, you can pretty much build that. You can, yeah. you can build that with software. So that's what I really like about it. Um, whatever you imagine, whatever you think will will be able to uh, help people, um, you can you can build that through software. So there, there's a lot of beauty in it to me. Yes, I, I, I often thought about learning how to code and, you know, it, it, it's become so easy now. Mm-hmm. Like they make it look easy. Well, let me say that. Yeah, they make it, you know, <laughs> they, they do make it look easy. But to your point, I think there there are a lot of opportunities to learn. I mean, even, even here locally, you know, you've got, organizations like Code Crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, the opportunities are there if you if you really want to learn it. Um, but there are also um, resources, tools and resources that you can leverage that really don't um, require any code where you can mm-hmm. build out things without, without knowing how to code. So um, we're in an interesting time right now. I think they're really trying to... Um, to uh, to level the playing field in terms of, of technology and the whole industry. So uh, yeah. it's very exciting. And this is definitely your industry um, from a financial perspective. Um, you're a tech entrepreneur, um, the chairman over there, 100 Black Men of Memphis. Um, you know, I want to jump into Esco's Pop Talk because there was a story that was just posted on yesterday that was very interesting to me. Um, are you a Young Doll fan? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was yes. Yes, I was you see, he fan. right behind us, right, with this beautiful mural that uh, Rodan uh, painted over here. I saw on the news that uh, one of the young men that is accused in his murder, he requested the judge to move him to another facility. Mm. He wants to go to uh, Penna Farm, I believe. He's over there, 201 Poplar, because he is fearing for his life at this point. What do you think about that? It doesn't surprise me at all. Right. You know, yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Dolph was was well-loved in the city, in the country, you know, everywhere. You know, so uh, it doesn't surprise me that he's fearing for for his life right Right. I know they're trying to get him up in that 201. Uh Um, So the judge responded and said, hey, that's a a situation where I can't make that decision. Um, The sheriff you know, you have to go to the sheriff with those type of requests. So mm. I'm very interested to see how that's going to pan out. I'm a huge doll fan as well. Uh, what are you listening into your in your car right now? What you bumping? Uh, so actually, right now, I know I know Drake Drake and Twenty One Savage just came out with something new. Check it I, out. Haven't, I haven't had the chance to check it out yet. I've been mm-hmm. a little busy 
um, with a newborn at home. I understand. Um, but you know, you know, we, we recently lost uh, takeoff, and uh, so I've been yes. the last few days. I've been bumping a lot of Migos. A lot of Migos. Yeah. You were a big Migos fan. Yeah, I like the Migos. Yeah, you know, I, I like them. I, I like the sound. It reminds me of Memphis. Um, it does. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the Migos. Yeah, and they were very. Um, close to some of the Memphis artists here, uh, just from the research I've been doing since his death. Um, you know, what what did you think when uh, Quavo and Takeoff separated from uh, Offset? Well, you know, I, I think there, it, it obviously it was for personal reasons. I, yeah, I some messy say, boot situation right, going yeah, some, on. Some, I'm About not, a woman. I, right, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, and I don't want to So we didn't I don't know the facts, but, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't like to see it. Um, I didn't I, I think either. They're better. I think they're, they're much better as a unit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, and they all dropped individual projects as well, but I like their, like their group projects better. Yeah, and Quavo was Takeoff's uncle, mm-hmm. Neff and Few, and they had a nice album that, mm-hmm. d- that just dropped. Right, right. You know? And that's, what, that's, what, that's actually what I was listening to on the way here. Um, so I, I, liked, I liked their album. Yeah, that was a very big surprise. They were in Houston, Texas uh, at a bowling alley, um, and they were in the... I guess circle of Jay Prince um, and their network out there, because mm-hmm. according to blogs and according to um, what everyone is saying, you have to go through them. I guess to be safe navigating around Houston, and I'm a Texas girl myself. You know, Are you? yes, both my Texas don't play. Okay, and it was interesting to me that the man wasn't safe out there, but it looks like quite a few people are getting killed. In Houston, um, we had another rapper from Memphis that was shot and killed in Houston. And I still don't know the details behind it, but um, that was very unfortunate. Um, I saw that Young Dolph's life partner, Mia J, mm-hmm. you know, she has a brand called... Um, Black Men Deserve to Grow Old. Black Men Deserve to Grow Old. And she acknowledged Takeoff uh, just yesterday on that post Um and she did a live on social media, you know, very heartfelt, pouring out her feelings. And, you know, it's just sad that we're talking about another rapper gone. Yep. yep. You know. I agree. It's, uh, you know, something's got to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being a rapper now is the hardest job in, in, in the world, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're always having to look over your shoulder and, you know, living with the existing with threats. So, um, yeah, it's. It's tough, and uh, and I love what Mia's doing. Me and me and I took uh, we 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 took some some courses together in college, so okay. uh, yeah, I know her pretty well, and uh, I'm I'm very happy for the work that she's doing. I am too, and she's still doing it, yes. and she's still, still doing, doing it despite it. everything. So wow, and uh, just speaking of black men and friendships and your circle, what does your circle look like, Nate? My circle's pretty tight, honestly. I'm I'm very blessed. Um, a lot of the friends that I that I have today, I've had my entire life. And a lot That's of people, a blessing. Yeah, a lot of people can't say that. Um, so, you know, my, my closest friends are people that I've literally, literally known for 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I keep my I keep my circle close and we're all doing we're all doing great things in our own right. Um, but that being said, you know, I know that um, I'm always looking for or I'm always open to accepting quality people of value into my life. Right. People that um, that have. Uh, that we share similar mindsets or have similar goals, um, because I think that's that's a great way to really advance and 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 um, 
and to be able to do more. So, um, so yeah, my, my, my circle is pretty tight, but, uh, but I, I'm always looking for quality people that, uh, that I can add to my network. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Nate, Ali, is there any advice that you can give the verbally effective audience? I'm not going to tell you to give them any audience on any stocks they need to, you know, jump into because I know you can't, you know, you know, give them that information. But is there any advice that you can give to the people out here? Because, you know, a lot of people are leaving their corporate jobs, trying to get into something else, um, another field. A lot of people are interested in the stock game right now. Um, you know, Forex, you know, whatever it is, they're uh-huh. trying to learn how to trade. Um, any advice for people that are trying to jump in the financial business right now? Yeah, yeah. I would say that um, there's a huge opportunity in, in the financial markets right now um, in, in a few different capacities. But I would say that the biggest thing is, is, is discipline. Being disciplined, and I think that's one of the hardest things that you could possibly oh, do. Yes. That's uh, that's actually the personal journey that I'm on right now. Being um, disciplined. Yeah, my goal is to be the most disciplined version of myself that I could possibly be, mm-hmm. um, because if you do that, then you put yourself in a position where you know you ma- you can master yourself, and you know self mastery that allows that really puts you in a space where you can be shocked at how much you can accomplish. And, and what you and how successful you can really be. So um, especially as it pertains to the financial markets, um, I think that discipline is the most important factor. Um, being a person that 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 has a process um, and sticks to it, um, and uh, you know it can be robotic, but um, that's definitely something that'll pay off in the future. Being disciplined, I'm glad you said that. Is, is it really hard to be disciplined overall? For me, it's one of the hardest things. It's one of the hardest things because there's so many distractions out there. Yeah. Um, so many things that can kind of take you off your game, um, whether you know it or not, or whether you realize it or not. So mm-hmm. I think that self-awareness and discipline um, are two are two big things um, that you'll have to get a hold of if you want to be successful in the financial markets and in business in general. You know, you mentioned that a lot of people are looking to step away from their jobs and, mm-hmm. and you know, start businesses and, and, and whatnot, um, I think that that discipline factor carries over into entrepreneurship in general. It definitely does. Self-awareness and self-discipline. You heard the man, Nate Ali, financial advisor, nonprofit leader, tech entrepreneurs. Any final words for the verbally effective audience? Any shout-outs, anything you want to say to the audience before we go? Yeah, I want to I shout-out my family. Uh, shout-out uh, my wife, Lauren, my two kids, Brooklyn and and Haley. Um, ah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, shout-out to you. Ina. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the Verbally Effective Indeed. Podcast. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been great, and uh, and I hope we can do it again sometime. Oh, for sure, for sure. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your journey with the Verbally Effective Podcast. I know we've been talking about getting you on the pod for a while, and I really feel like you blessed the people today on the podcast. I'm going to keep up with you and see what you got going on, and tell everybody how they can continue to follow your journey, Nate. Yeah, so uh, I can be followed on on Instagram at uh, nate.olly, that's O-L-L-I-E, and also on LinkedIn, uh, Nathan Ali. And uh, yeah, um, our right, for Write About, our Instagram is at myrightabout, and, uh, and we're going to be featured in a few publications here over the next Let's week go. or so. Come on, um, PR. Yeah, Bloomberg, Associated Press, yes. Yahoo Finance, Market Watch, um, ABC, NBC, uh, CBS. So we'll we'll be on all those outlets over the next week or two. 
All right. Well, congratulations. Thank um, you so much. Check it out. You need a financial advisor. Hit my boy, Nate Ollie up. You looking for new clients as well, always? Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. Always. Well, thank you so much, Nate, for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Thank you guys for listening yet again. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, subscribe to the Ina Esco YouTube channel. Hit like, hit share. We need your support over here. And don't forget, we got the Verbally Effective merch as well your hoodies your tees your henry mask check it out thanks so much for listening